This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. <laughs> Welcome to the My Own Man Said podcast. It's something for the weekend time. Joining me to discuss the uh, the game ahead, the first of the Premier League season at 2022-23, Mr. Chris Hello. Bird. Welcome back. How are you? Invigorated by our beach volleyball experience this week. Fantastic. Uh, Nothing says beach volleyball like a nice brownfield site in Birmingham and a conga. New brownfield site. It's the new beach mecca of the ah, city. Ah, yes, of course. I should have known. But no, uh, God, cynicism. I detect cynicism. No, that no, is the most purest what? form of joy. It was but really a good. Man do you know what? It have. was good fun. It was really good crack. Yes, I, I led you to a, a paradise that perhaps you didn't know existed before. And who knew Gambia <laughs> was so good at beach volleyball? Yeah, uh, that seven-foot chap was uh, electrifying. If you listen to this and you can still grab a ticket for the finals, then uh, it's uh, well worth doing. It's a fun sport if to you're planning ahead, planning ahead to Paris 2024, uh, just go for the beach volleyball. The last time I went, I was a very young man in Sydney, and uh, I went to the Olympics version, and it's been 22 years since I last sampled it. <laughs> That's how much one dose of beach volleyball will keep you going for. So uh, happy days ahead for us. I hope everybody out there is, in, if you're in Birmingham, are enjoying the Commonwealth Games. It's definitely uh, been buzzy around the city. Giving you the kind of buzz to propel you into a new Premier League season. So uh, without further ado, this is uh, something for the weekend. If you are new to the podcast, this is where we just preview the game ahead. So it's short, sharp and snappy. And we like to start the show off with a Villa Minute. Normally, uh, if you've been following the show, you know that we get uh, watch sponsors for this show because we need a watch to uh, time the Villa Minute and we need a new one every week because we always sell the old one on eBay uh, just to keep the show going. So uh, who have we got in to uh, power the Villa Minute this week? Well, it was perfect timing because seeing as though Chelsea are throwing money around on silly things, we've actually received a pair of Hublot bigger bangs as part of the Carney deal. 
Hublot, of course, have been Chelsea's watch supplier since 2015. So that's that's why the deal dragged on. It was just the major part of the deal was actually us getting those two watches. So that dragged on for at least a couple of months. I mean, that deal would have been signed, sealed, and delivered a long time ago. Anyway, it was all over a timepiece. So yeah, 20 million for a player plus two of uh, only 84 special limited edition integrated King's Gold watches worth a cool 37 grand each. Thanks, Chelsea. Great deal for everyone. Well, I'll let you uh, get on with the Villa Minute while I put these up, uh, list them on eBay. <laughs> Let's go. Villa's customer business was all but done in the first couple of weeks of the transfer window, with the permanent move for Philip Coutinho confirmed. Villa then secured, hopefully, two upgrades in Bubakar Kamara from Marseille and Diego Carlos from Sevilla. Also, Robin Olsen secured a permanent deal, Ashley Young re-signed and left-back Ludwig Augustinsson joined too. Matt Target, Trezeguet, Conor Horan and Kalinic all ended their time at the club, with Wesley also out the door on a season-long loan to Levante. After the annual win at Bescott over Warsaw, Villa travelled down under for a pre-season tour with wins over Leeds and Brisbane Raw and an entertaining two-all draw against Man United to show for their trip to Oz. Leon Bailey was probably the major plus finally coming back to the party with a clean bill of health John McGinn was named captain by Gerard after Mings was exiled from armband duty with Emmy Martinez Diego Carlos sharing the vice captaincy and Ashley Young given a club captaincy role Villa beat French outfit Wren 2-1 to round off an unbeaten pre-season the Chuck Mueca saga came to end with the hyped youngster joining his supposed boyhood club of Chelsea in a staggering deal which saw Villa reportedly cash in up to 20 million ka-ching <laughs> bravo captain Perslow the season curtain raiser sees Villa travel to Bournemouth the previous time opening the season there resulted in a brilliant season, didn't it? 2022-23 is upon it's us. just set up this season. It was the long game. It's just set up this season. Looking forward to it. Are you, Bert? I am. I think I this is it. This am. is the, where the, the Gerard revolution begins in earnest. We put the pedal on the gas. We go into warp speed. I'm crossing my fingers as I say this, but... Uh... Hey ho, let's go. Gerard did his first uh, pre-game press conference uh, of the season, going through uh, generally what's happened over the summer. Uh, he uh, laid down the law on the Carney situation. He said, we needed to set a precedent that no one is as big as the club or the academy. If someone isn't committed or prepared to commit to the club supporters and the journey, then we have to give them the opportunity to go somewhere else. Ouch. I think this is an interesting one, uh, apart from the fact that everybody seems to be very knowledgeable on uh, Carney and uh, Chelsea fans and Villa fans seem, seem to have gained such insight that he's potentially going to be a £100 million player just from two starts at Villa and uh, you know a few minutes uh, coming off the bench. Because I don't think Chelsea fans uh, who are saying this is a great, great deal, we're buying the future, have been watching him uh, much. And then you get like national journalists pretending to be authorities by saying, "Oh yeah, I watched him uh, regularly in the uh, you know the Euro." He knocked one in off his knee in the final. Yeah, it's like everybody's posturing themselves as experts. You know, from my point of view, I'd seen enough in the games to suggest he wasn't all that in terms of, I never expected to get 15 to 20 million, you know, however however much it is. And that is a big surprise. And it's a big uh, high fives all around uh, in terms of Villa. Villa playing the hype game again, superbly. And, you know, he, he hasn't done what Jude Bellingham's done. He hasn't done what Michael Owen's done or Gerrard uh, when he was a player. Like, you and, and Wayne Rooney, like that, that age where you go, oh, he's a player. I mean, I remember seeing Michael Owen when he's like 17. I remember seeing Rooney in the Youth Cup. He was built like a tank. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, Owen scoring a goal when he came off, uh, came on and you think, oh shit, he's going to be somebody because he was so fast and the finish was deadly. I think it was a very similar finish to the one he scored for England against Argentina. And you know that, yeah, there's like, that's like gold there. 
I don't think Carney's given that. I mean, Carney's, I think, physically developed quicker at his age group. So that's given him an advantage at that point. But you know, if it was any position in the Villa team that uh, there was a pathway, it was at the Villa midfield. That's why uh, Ramsey's uh, managed to seize it. And so in terms of first team football, you know, Villa was a decent place. And if he was the man, then it would have been a perfect uh, scenario to be in. Because he, if he was that good, he should be kicking on next season because there is actually an opportunity there. Which is kind of what Gerard had alluded to. There is a pathway. We've done everything we can. We've pacified you by bringing your brother in. I mean, 10 out of 10 for his agents and his team for uh, bagging him a deal no doubt uh, has made him very rich and convincing Chelsea that he's the man Uh, well done to Villa 10 out of 10 for getting a fee because the academy at this stage uh, they're in this precarious position where they are spending big on the top level of player around like the age of 15 16 the ones that haven't been hoovered up by the likes of Chelsea and Manchester City who have basically farms don't they for these for talent so they they get the next level in and they pay you know good money from like half a million seven hundred upwards so they've, they're going to expect a time if any of these players do uh get hyped or become big shots that they will be fancying themselves to move on and it's not like uh, a ramsey or a Grealish who have come all the way through so they actually have an in-burning desire to play for the club at uh, first team level these players that come in as top prospects but have actually been bought in from your West Broms or you know from wherever if it gets to this stage where they're 18 19 and they've got a year left they may start fancying themselves to be looking somewhere else so this is I don't think this is going to be a isolated incident in the next uh, you know three or four seasons you've seen it with, with other clubs haven't you? you you saw Sancho not seeing a pathway at Man City and he went to went to Dortmund yeah. etc you know it's, it's happened Teams miss out. You know, Pogba at Man United's probably a really, you know, a really, a really yeah. good example. With you know, with having called Carney the Poundland Pogba, it's this, a very similar thing with a lot of these deals. Sometimes you just, you know, it's not a quite a fit at that point. And at this point in time, Villa and Carney's just not going to work. If he thinks he should be playing, Gerard knows he shouldn't. Off your trot. And good luck to him. In the future, the academy, this concentration on the academy is a two-pronged attack. It's to create talent for Villa, but at the same time, it's to make money as well. It's to uh, get these players going off to the bigger top echelons of European football rather than just being put out to pasture in like the Irish League or the Scottish League or whatever. So you're actually making money from uh, your academy. So some will go that way. So don't get sentimentally attached. And, you know, there's some fans are kind of crazy uh, when you look at some of their responses to this. I mean, the response for me, nailed down in one sentence, is, you know, 15, 20 million. Thank you very much. Agreed. Thanks for the money. And it's all profit, pretty much. Well, it costs about 400,000 from Northampton, I think. So moving on uh, to uh, what else was said, uh, explained the... Uh, the Tyrone Ming situation. Uh, well, he, he did and he didn't, didn't he? He basically, uh, Gerard said he sat down with him and, you know, they've had words. I mean, as Gerard says there, I gave him my reasons and some of those will remain private. I think that's fair. So uh, do you want to second guess what that was? I, you would maybe wonder on his form last season... Yeah, if you know if you're making errors every game and you're the captain, you are not leading by a footballing example. I think I don't think anybody doubts Mings as a person. We already like him, really stand up chap, yeah. etc. But you need more on the pitch, yeah. and he's probably thinking actually McGinn maybe has that upside that the, the armband might give him the extra gear that can push the team on. I think we discussed that in the last the last show. That's probably Gerard's plan. In the last show, uh, a lot of it was centered around. Uh, in Australia, Gerard, uh, when he was doing his in-house uh, 
interview actually said, and this is kind of quite rare that he would come out and say, yeah, we're looking at another midfielder. And you're thinking, well, the only position that could be is that number eight to be your central midfielder, you know, the position that Morgan Sanson should have really been when we got him. Mm -hmm. Uh, So uh, then to make McGinn captain, you're thinking, well, uh, that means that McGinn must start. And if you were getting in another midfielder, actually McGinn's position was, uh, let's say, not 100%. Not hundred, not hundred percent. Because if you got Kamara and uh, the new a, a new guy in there, then you know McGinn. Either if you're playing three in there, and McGinn would uh, you know play as one of those, or uh, you'd have to play him in one of the more attacking roles out on the left. But then you, you're looking at the talent we've actually got up there. You know, Buendia, Coutinho, Bailey, and you, you're struggling to find a a place that he'd hundred percent fit in. So the fact that McGinn has been made captain then you're thinking oh maybe the solution for Gerard is actually let's try to level up McGinn and get him consistent because we you know we've always said on this podcast if he's consistent and he a bit more discipline in where he's going and you know not to get drawn in and, and pulled out of position that's cost us on the counter a few times then you you would get a leveled up McGinn and I think McGinn can be that kind of eight out of ten player every uh, every week and that would solve a lot of problems and you know from a sentimental point of view that's probably the idea deal uh, situation for Villa fans because Everyone loves him. you would want McGinn to be the man to solve yeah. the uh, the midfield dilemma absolutely so we shall life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much like unexpected medical costs that's why united healthcare provides health protector guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs learn more at uh1.com Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. I'll see. Gerard also bigged up in the pre-match uh, press conference. Uh, Bubikam Kamara, positionally, he knows where to be. He's clever, he's intelligent, and I think he'll improve us. As a coach, you need people that make the right decisions on the pitch. And this is pretty much the antithesis of what we said to McGinn yeah. about McGinn not positionally sometimes in the defensive uh, side of things but Kamara you notice that he uh, he's one of those players that you see reading the game as it uh, transpires I think you could say that uh, based on the preseason uh, about Carlos as well yeah. to a certain extent you notice it it's a cooler head it, it's uh, the exact opposite of let's say Nathan Baker who uh, would be making these miraculous last minute challenges or throwing himself into danger and, and was injured so much so many times because essentially he wasn't reading the game and he was having to over compensate and Mings did a lot of times I mean some of Mings's you know recovery work was incredible but you'd rather we just read you know you, did, you never used to see that much from Paul McGrath <laughs> he was just in the right position no exactly and uh I mean you know Mings was playing perhaps what like Sean Teal used to do uh, for McGrath he would meet the danger and then uh if that wasn't blunted at that point then McGrath would clean up after him but 
to Mings's credit, he does a lot of cleaning up, but it yep. is a last ditch thing when the rest of the defence stroke midfield have kind of failed. Yep. But we shall see how that plays out. I mean, Mings is you know he's, you know played for England eighteen times, sixteen clean sheets. Admittedly, you know some games against San Marino, whatever. But uh, you know he played the group stages in the Euros, so he's no schmuck. It's uh, if he does focus on his game, then uh, maybe he just needs a little reset. A good Mings who doesn't make mistakes is a defender that will help us get into those top eight places for sure. And Gerard sort of suggested that it's you know the the general atmosphere and the you know the camaraderie around the place is feeling good and positive and just having a sort of a more low key pre season. You know, last year of course, this time last year was just a shambles, wasn't it? I think having a yeah, you know, we did our business early. Everything feels quite calm. Almost, I think the Villa fans were probably overreacting to the Carney thing because they were like, "Geez, we're not used to not having a not having a crisis going on." In terms of injuries, which is normally the main. Uh focus on these uh, press conferences uh, it's, it's more about niggles wasn't yeah. it uh, as he said Buendia and uh, Mings missed the Ren game didn't they with little knocks did Chambers as well yeah Chambers was ill right because I who, so who played centre-back against Fulham because there was a game the night before because I just everybody assumed that it was Mings and Chambers but uh, Feeney shrouded in mystery Anyways, in terms of uh, Bournemouth, uh, any uh, thoughts of them? We we were kind of tipping them, I think, in the uh, the, the members extra show, which uh, is about to be uh, put out. Uh, that Bournemouth, it was probably your first pick for relegation. Uh, this they just don't coming look season. Towards, you, know, you look at sort of Forest who've rolled the dice a little bit. Fulham who ran away with the league have got a few guys. Who you think yeah, they might better get the job done. Bournemouth haven't bought particularly well. You don't look at them and go, yeah, they're they're going to give it a really good go. There's a little bit of talk in the press that they're basically just sleepwalking into the season, a bit like how Norwich have done in previous years. Yeah. Because there is a lot of, uh, there's a chance here to like, if you're a yo-yo team like this, it's like, well, if you do roll a dice and you fail, you, you're hamstring in, you know, you're hamstrung financially for the next season when you're relegated and you've got all these players on uh, big contracts and uh, you're not helping the situation. So there is a, uh, there's a method in the madness of not going crazy, backing, if you think you've got a team, like a proper team and normally a, a team uh, is more than the sum of its parts if you survive then that's when you uh roll the dice a bit more in terms of opening the purse strings so i can see that but it's hard to do that i mean the thing about forest is they prove themselves at home especially in in the cups where they beat premier league teams yeah it was a bit leicester arsenal it wasn't like they were beating relegation fodder they were beating yeah. teams in the sort of top half the table because they so they're, they're fancying themselves uh, big time they've also i mean they know i mean i was listening to an interview with their chairman and you know they're going to redevelop the peter taylor stands uh, because they know i think the capacity is around 30,000 now for the city ground but they know for certain games the big games they can get 40 50,000 in so there's a real uh, upturn in interest there. I mean, I know a lot of Forest fans, and you know, I got them into the old uh, Wembley for the uh, the playoffs. But uh, they're a team that's it's a bit like Villa, where you're thinking, "Well, enough messing around. We've got a bit of tradition. We have legacy. Let's uh, let's let's stop messing around and go in the right direction." And so they've spent big. They backed the manager because he, uh, you know, he did numbers on Premier League teams last season, and you can see. There's a plan there to stay in the Premier League, and uh, I think behind the scenes they'll just be glad to do what Villa did, really, on when they came up, spent a load of on money on new players, and then just stayed up, which is the bottom line. I think so, and I, I think with them it's the thing of a bit like Villa, where they had a lot of guys who were on loan 
last year. So of course you've some of them like Spence, who was the you know the fullback who was tearing it up. He's he's gone to Tottenham now. Um, they've had to kind of replace by going out and buying them. You know, we shall see if the deal for Jesse Lingard proves to be that could go one of two ways, couldn't it? It could turn out to be a really savvy move for a year. Could turn out. To I be think he will be inspired. Anyway, we're we're talking about Forest too much. Yeah. Whereas Bournemouth, they just haven't made that sort of statement move for anyone have they it's a much more understated Bournemouth kept 21 clean sheets last season on the I mean admittedly it's an easier league but still that might be why they're backing them because the defensive units are reasonably sound but I, you know I don't know Eddie Howe was a big reason mm. why Bournemouth managed to get traction in the Premier League and Scotty Park has already come out and said quite publicly hasn't he that they're not particularly well equipped coming into this yeah. very similar to when he was at Fulham so is he just trying to do the old reverse psychology and play down expectations Maybe. or is that a cry for help probably maybe a bit of both what's the key stats uh, on this game well the key stat is the last time uh, well i'm joking but the last time we played them first game of the season away from home we won and then got relegated uh, but uh, that's not going to happen again is it is it chris bird no it is not promise us chris bird i'm promising you it's because we're not wearing a yellow kit uh yeah but isn't there going to be a black and yellow third kit they may spring as uh, on the release of the, on the first I think, day of i think the we'll be in baby blue <laughs> I hope so. Interesting, actually. I, did, I didn't. I didn't realise this, but uh, Dominic Solanke, obviously the ex-Liverpool lad, who we were linked with on a few occasions, he actually scored twenty-nine goals last season, which was the highest-scoring English player in the top four tiers. So you think they've got uh, someone who can score goals? If given service, but I do think you've got you've got to be going there looking to stamp your authority. Yeah, I mean, you know, when you go back to their when they were in the Premier League before they dropped, uh, I mean, they'd won three of their last thirteen Premier League games, and that's something the fans will remember those poor results. So they've got to shake that psychology. They'll need to string a couple of wins together in their first, uh, let's say, six or seven games there. But uh, I think Villa have got a really... While we might not be at the races and fluid in what we're doing going forward, uh, I mean, we suggested we, we were good enough to get results now by not being... Uh, I mean, pre-season, yeah. if any, that was my main, kind of main takeaway, although we weren't like on our A game, we were uh, getting results. And the demeanour of a team, that's always uh, a good sign. Because, you know, in the pre-season, you, finding your way, you can lose games and that's no big deal because you can hit the ground running. Uh, it doesn't really have a bearing on that but just to have that in your DNA is might be something that Gerard's uh, trying to get in there because that's where we fell down games that we should be uh, let's say on an off day getting a draw from and there was plenty of those you could throw away a 2-0 lead against Wolves with 10 minutes to go and draw and that's an off day but to get beat there's something fundamentally wrong there and the same with the Manchester City game 2-0 up and we threw it away 2-2 you think yeah alright fair enough Dropping six points at Watford's dread against Watford is dreadful yeah so uh, if you're going to read between the lines of uh, what happened in the actual results and, and the games of those pre-season games and that's my main takeaway is like we were getting results and even that Manchester United game were terrible in the first half and you were thinking oh shit nothing's really changed here but just to dig it out you know whatever the mitigating circumstances you know wholesale change substitutions blah 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 the fact that it was in your DNA to dig out that result that was a major plus I'd agree that's that's gonna be one of the big things for this it's probably gonna be one of the big threads of the season isn't it yeah new for something for the weekend this season uh, we're gonna bring back uh something which was very much part of a tradition in football is the uh, when when games were like called off mainly uh, through winter times when there wasn't these like hybrid pitches or whatever and uh, under soil heating and all that yeah bad winters would call games off you used to have the pulse panel results so you'd be listening uh, watching BBC final score or whatever and uh, there'd be a game that was called off they say pulse panel result and they would say like Bournemouth versus Aston Villa away win 
or it'd be home win or score draw or no score draw. And that was essentially so the pools coupons could still go on. So uh, every game, instead of giving you predictions, you know, scores, because they mean nothing really. I mean, people on social media giving predictions doesn't really matter, does it? But we'll play the game far enough to give you a, a pulse panel result on every game. Interestingly enough, the pulse panel actually carried on during that COVID lockdown period when uh, there was three months off. And uh, they the panel of three, I think three ex-players, actually uh, continued the call-outs. And uh, if the results had gone to the Pulse panel result, Liverpool would have won the league. I think uh, of the nine games that were Pulse panel, they would have won eight out of those nine. They'd have won the league with 107 points and Manchester City uh, would have come second. Meanwhile, uh, Aston Villa would have been relegated. So uh, thank God we didn't go down to Paul's panel result. <laughs> thank God we we could rely on the trusty boot of uh, Trezeguet. Trezeguet. <laughs> but anyway, let's do this. Uh, Mom's Paul's panel result. Uh, Bournemouth versus Aston Villa. What are you going for? Away win. Yeah, I'll double that up with Bournemouth versus Aston Villa. Away win. Before we go, I just want to say... Uh, Thanks to uh, all the My Old Man Said members who uh, are with us at the start of the season. Uh, this is a good time to uh, join as a My Old, Man, My Old Man Said member because it's the start of the season. It's the start of the month. So the billing cycle uh, is always the first couple of days of the month. So you are right there to get max value out of the month. This season, we will be introducing ad-free versions of the podcast. So every show, including this one, you can get uh, on the My Old Man Said member uh, members only podcast channel along with the weekly extra show after hours which uh, basically runs after the main show and is connected to that and then there's our ad hoc shows uh, throughout the month as well so uh, we are upping the volume and making sure that there's always a weekly extra show also uh, as well as uh, getting access to match club 24 7 where we have meets meetups virtually for away games and uh, the occasional in the flesh meetup uh, before home games there is uh, also uh, this time a cash prize for the members only fantasy premier league and that's uh, there's also another prize which will be announced shortly but uh, there will be a cash prize and to keep it intriguing the prize will be how many points aston villa achieve at the end of the season times two so when they storm to glory and win the league by getting over 100 points that'll be uh, over 200 pounds or if they get relegated with 20 points so 40 pounds <laughs> but, <laughs> but uh, i would imagine oh they've got to get about uh, 55 60 points surely surely bud surely what's a cup run so uh, please do go to uh, myomensaid.com and click on the members link if you're on a mobile it'll be those three bars in the top left corner will uh, bring up a menu so please do go there for more details and to join us for the season ahead and don't forget to follow uh, my old man said on uh, all social media channels at my old man said and follow the show on whatever podcast app that you listen to the show on right uh I've got more Commonwealth Games action to go to, so see you later. See you in a bit. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.